Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Tonight on Dr. Anonymous Show 144. Yeah, that's right, I'm snowed in. <laughs> Here at Dr. Anonymous World Headquarters, 18 inches, that's all I'm saying. In addition to the snow, we'll be talking about some medicine and news stories, some not-so-serious news stories. And since it's the first weekend of Blog Talk Radio sweeps, what is that about? I'll be talking about that during the show. (laughs) All that and a lot more. On the Dr. Anonymous show, starting right now. the best that medicine and that social media have to offer. This is the Dr. Anonymous show live on blog talk radio on a Saturday night. I'm of course your favorite physician host. My name is Mike, but my friends like all of you out there in internet land, you call me Dr. A and uh, you can always find me at dranonymous.com. That brings you the full and current, most up-to-date show schedule, and uh, also brings you some of my blog posts and uh, some recent uh, TV interviews that I've had uh, on local TV news. Excited about that. You can check that out at DrAnonymous.com. You can also go to DrAnonymous.net. Shout out to all 164 Facebook fans. I very much appreciate it. And also becoming a Facebook fan gives you some exclusive behind-the-scenes video of me doing the show. I know very exciting about that. You can also go to DrAnonymous.org. That gives you access to all 144 shows. You can also leave a comment over there. 
And uh, for those of you out there with the uh, iPhone and BlackBerry, you can also listen to in real time. I know you're out there. Uh, very much appreciate that. Uh, today is a Saturday, February 6th, 2010, or MMX. It is 9 p.m. Eastern Time, and temperature at broadcast time here at Dr. Anonymous World Headquarters. It feels like 4 degrees Fahrenheit, 4 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, so we have a good show here for you this evening. going to be talking about some health and medicine news stories, and not so serious news stories, but first... I would like to thank Blog Talk Radio for featuring the show again tonight. Those of you who are new to the show, I have been a, a social media hobbyist since uh, 2005. And if you're curious, yes, I am a real doctor. I'm a family physician here in beautiful but snowy northeastern Ohio. And if you're see, uh, if you're here live, and how could you not be here live? You can see my smiling face in the chat room. If you're new to the show there, you can just go to the top of the chat room. You see the webcam on. You click that, and you can see me doing the show live right before your eyes. Very exciting. Uh, I do want to give a big shout-out to everybody in my chat room here this morning. We have Agent Merle. We have Girl007. We have a guest Welcome guest. We have J-Man. We have Sunny Days checking in from Texas, not four degrees. <laughs> it is slightly warmer than that. <laughs> uh, so I will take my first break here, and uh, after the break, we'll be talking about the uh, health and medicine stories here uh, this week. You're listening to the Dr. Anonymous Show, a proud member of the Better Health Network. You can get there at getbetterhealth.com and a proud member of the ProMed Network of podcasts. You can get there by going to promednetwork.com and we'll be right back. Right, uh, lowering your blood pressure one point at a time. This is the Dr. Anonymous Show. Big shout out to AP Jonas who showed up in our chat room. Being welcome. Our first news story here tonight comes from the Associated Press. I blogged about this also uh, today at DrAnonymous.com. The title of this uh, story is The U.S. Swine Flu Epidemic Over. This is from Atlanta. If the U.S. swine flu epidemic isn't over, it certainly looks like it is on its last legs. While federal health officials are not ready to declare the threat has passed and the outbreak has run its course, they did report Friday 
that for the fourth week in a row, no states had widespread flu activity. The uh, U.S. cases have been declining since late October. One U.S. expert said the epidemic has, quote, one foot in the grave. And there are many reasons to believe there won't be another wave later this year. Uh, for one thing, the virus hasn't shown signs of mutating. Uh, the vaccine against it is effective. And roughly half the people in the U.S. probably have had some immunity because they were infected or got vaccinated. The World Health Organization is witnessing an international decline as well and is discussing criteria for declaring the pandemic over. Britain this week shut down its uh, swine flu hotline, which was set up to diagnose cases and give out Tamiflu. <laughs> uh. So, yeah, I talked about that today on my blog, and uh, I also mentioned over there that I did a, a recent uh, TV interview on that uh, last week. Uh, and, yes, cases have gone down, but I'm still, still kind of uh, – wary about calling the whole thing off uh, for right now. I have an audio clip here from a, uh, not from me, but from a, a New Mexico television station. They have a doctor there talking about H1N1 and what they're doing about it down there. This morning's Where New Mexico Stand series, it's been months since we've heard about the swine flu and panic that ensued while fears have calmed down. The treatment isn't over just yet. So where does New Mexico stand when it comes to the H1N1 virus? And joining us this morning is Dr. Naomi Kisten with Regional Health Officer for the state. Good morning. Thanks so much. Good morning. First off, the basic numbers. Where do we stand? Well, right now there are fewer people going to hospitals with symptoms of H1N1. So the numbers of people with flu and flu-like illness are decreasing, but we're still seeing H1N1. So it's still a time when we're encouraging people to get immunized. All right. And where do we stand on immunizations? It looks like there's plenty of the vaccine available. You see it on all the little billboards around town. Exactly. We're really glad that finally we do have a sufficient supply of vaccine. It was hard at the beginning of the season until that happened. But now that we do, we're taking swift measures, as swift as possible, to get vaccine to protect our children. There's a great project in the Albuquerque Public Schools right now with APS, Department of Health, and the New Mexico Immunization Coalition to get all of our school children protected in the elementary schools as quickly as we can now that we have vaccines. There's so there'll also, be notices going out to parents? Exactly, and I would ask parents to please look out for those notices. If your child hasn't gotten H1N1 vaccine, it will be given in the elementary schools, so ask at your schools. Most schools are doing it. Um, see if your school has signed up. And children under 10 will need two doses of vaccine. Okay. We're asking parents if they take their child for the second dose between the first visit of the DOH clinic and the second one to let the school know. We only want the kids under 10 to have two doses, but they need the two doses. All right. We also talked during the break about how children were impacted here in New Mexico. Our numbers in terms of children dying from H1N1 higher than the national average. Tell me about that. That's correct. We are 
sad that we did lose children during the season. That does happen every year. This year, um, there were nine pediatric deaths, and that rate was higher than most many states, not every state. Uh, the explanation for that is still not entirely clear. Some things that can affect the death rate are high amounts of chronic illness, like diabetes or other chronic problems, uh, lack of access to healthcare facilities. So someone who gets very sick close to an intensive care unit has a better chance than someone who doesn't. So a rural state may be at a disadvantage that way. Okay. Um, we're looking into it. The other thing that I reported on last year, and also we've seen some national stories, and that is sometimes there's a resurgence. Like you'll have something peak, H1N1, mm -hmm. die off a little bit, and then you'll have a second round of the illness. Exactly. And historically, when these new viruses show up, that does look like it happens. But most people who really know flu don't make any predictions because it's not always predictable. Okay. But H1N1 uh, did come back in the fall this year after it showed up in April. Okay. It wasn't more severe. Okay. Um, it may or may not come back. The best protection against that is immunization. Right. If we're all immunized, the odds of having a big problem if it comes back go down. Okay, great. Thank you so much for joining us. So there you go, kids. So, you know, people ask me about it all the time, and, uh, you know, I, I still, uh, I'm sure, you know, I, I, uh, there's been talk out there uh, in the uh, academic and scientific world that the uh, that there will be another wave of H. We're not sure, so uh, but we'll see what happens uh, with all of that. The next big story this week, uh, if you didn't have, hear about it already, was uh, <laughs> from the British medical journal The Lancet and. Uh, they, if you uh, recall, they had their quote-unquote landmark study <laughs> saying that they linked autism to immunizations. And uh, this week I'm reading a story from Time Magazine, actually, time.com, and uh, it's dated <laughs> Monday, February 15th, <laughs> which is nine days from now. <laughs> funny. Uh, the title of the story is called Debunked. More than any other research, it was a study published in the British medical journal Lancet in 1990 fostered the persisting notion that childhood vaccine can cause autism. On February 2, that flawed study led by gastroenterologist Dr. Andrew Wakefield was officially retracted by the journal's editor. A serious slap uh, and a rare move in the world of medicine. It has become clear that elements of the 1998 paper by Wakefield et al. are incorrect, contrary to the findings of an earlier investigation, wrote the Lancet editors in a statement issued online. Wakefield's methods were the subject of what was most almost certainly the longest medical misconduct inquiry in British history. The General Medical Council, which uh, licenses British doctors, ruled on January 28th that Wakefield and two of his co-investigators had acted dishonestly and irresponsibly and shown, quote, callous disregard, unquote, for 12 children in the study, which suggested that symptoms of autism in eight of the children and gastrointestinal trouble in all 12 were somehow linked with exposure to MMR, measles, mumps, rubella vaccines. And uh, it's gotten some play here in the States, obviously. Here's a story. I think this is from a Michigan 
television station talking about the story. It sparked fear about vaccines in thousands of parents across the world and in West Michigan. Tonight, the medical journal that published a study linking the measles, mumps, and rubella vaccine to autism is retracting that study. 24-hour news aide Leon Hendricks has local reaction. After 12 years, a study in the Lancet linking the MMR vaccine to autism now being recalled to one doctor here at the Helen DeVos Children's Hospital. No surprise. I think a lot of the increase is due to heightened awareness, that people are making the diagnosis more often than before. But a study released in a British medical journal in 1998 aimed to debunk that reasoning for the rise of autism diagnoses. That study now called into question and 10 of the 13 co-authors that authored the study have pulled their names from the research over the years. The Lancet now doing the same, saying it should have never been published. But doctors say the damage has already been done. All the time you hear about the supposed autism and the immunization connection, and you have to spend a lot of time during your day trying to refute that what's bad information. But not everyone believes the information is bad, in spite of questionable methods used in conducting the research. As to the claim that autism rates have increased because of heightened awareness... That is double talk. That is deception. West Michigan researcher Mary Toko. She's spoken all over the nation about concerns surrounding vaccines and their link to disease and disorder. If that's the case, where are all the 30, 40, and 50-year-old autistic kids who are now adults? What institutions are they at? Toko says there are a number of other studies that link vaccines to problems, and the doc says many moms agree. There are a number of moms that will still say, well, it's not just that study, there's other information. Leon Hendricks, 24-Hour News 8. So, there you go, kids. So, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what the reaction to that uh, there will be. <laughs> uh, Java Jolt was here. Uh, I do want to give a shout-out to Java Jolt, even uh, though uh, they uh, had to run out. A big shout-out to the Burl, Jesse Wilder, and Enrico in the chat room there. Greetings. I have a couple more news stories, and then we will end this segment. Next is from WebMD from February 3. Pre-washed salads, pre-washed salads may need another rinse. Those pre-washed and triple-washed bag screens in the produce section of the supermarket may not be as clean as you think. In a new investigation from the Consumers Union, which publishes consumer reports, high levels of bacteria commonly linked to poor sanitation, fecal contamination were found in many of the packaged salads. Ooh. The bacteria did not pose a risk to the public, but their presence indicated a higher likelihood of contamination with potentially deadly pathogens like E. coli and salmonella. Ugh. An E. coli outbreak in 2006, remember that? Traced to packaged fresh spinach killed three people and hospitalized more than 100. The cause of the contamination was never confirmed, but the E. coli believed to have reached the spinach through groundwater that contained feces of cattle and pigs. So watch out when you go to the uh, supermarket there, kids. That pre-washed salad may need pre-washed. Again. So the last story here in this segment, then we will take a short break. This is from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette from 4 February 2010, MMX. Here's the, wait for it. Disruptive jet 
passenger ate marijuana cookies beforehand. I'm not kidding. 30-year-old artist from San Francisco with a prescription for medical marijuana picked the wrong flight to freak out on. He was arrested on Sunday when his U.S. Airways plane from Philadelphia to San Francisco had to be diverted to Pittsburgh after being disruptive and attempted to hit one of the flight attendants. Unfortunately for him, the woman he tried to strike, Lauren Gorman, 51, of Chula Vista, California, is a fourth-degree black belt in Taekwondo. <laughs> she dodged him, locked his arm behind his back, and then jumped in the seat behind him and put him in a chokehold. You can see a video of that on YouTube somewhere, probably. <laughs> She took him down, all right, said Miss Gorman's mother, Betty Gorman. He was dealing with the wrong flight attendant. According to a criminal complaint filed in federal court, Mr. Chan was acting strangely from the beginning of the flight. At first, he was waving, smiling, and making odd gestures to Gorman. Then, the complaint went on, shortly before takeoff, he went to the restroom on the plane and began to scream. When another crew member knocked on the door, Mr. Chan came out with his shirt untucked and his pants down. Pants on the ground. All of the restroom compartments were open. The crew member attempted to get him back into his seat, but Mr. Chan refused. He then put his hands together as if he were praying, at which point the crew member removed Mr. Chan and, of course, escorted him to the seat. Mr. Chan became aggressive and attempted to hit Miss Gorman. Then the uh, fourth degree black belt got her done. <laughs> now, what's the lesson here, kids? <laughs> the lesson is don't fly U.S. Airways from Philadelphia because you might stop in Pittsburgh. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, before we go to the air, I do want to give a little, little shout-out here. Uh, at the top of the hour, you know, because this is just a warm-up show. This is this is not the flagship show of Saturday Night here on Blog Talk Radio, the Annie and Burrow Live show. Live at the top of the hour, I've heard that The Rock Dog will be making an appeal that show, so you can't miss that. And uh, at midnight Eastern time... 9 p.m. Pacific, the Autobox show comes back on the airwaves here. They have acoustic classic rock band group, Reliving Fierce, coming on their show at midnight Eastern time. Uh, so as I go to the break here, let me find uh, let me find this audio clip here. It's from our good friend, <laughs> Craig Ferguson. Well, I was catching up today as I was snowed in here. I'll talk about that afterward. But, uh, hey, did you know, I, did you know here that, uh, you know, it's, uh, in, in TV land, it sweeps. And uh, that's the big rating period where they, uh, you know, want to get all the viewers on. We'll, uh, we will explain what's going on there. But here on Blog Talk Radio, we're having our own sweeps here, and I will be doing some crazy stuff just to get ratings. Not really. <laughs> I just think it's kind of funny. 
Uh, but this clip here is about four minutes, so enjoy it back afterward. This is our good friend Craig Ferguson talking about TV sweeps from earlier this week. Now, it's a great day here at CBS, not only because we've got our own robots, because today is the first day of sweeps. Yes, sweeps. For those of you who don't make your living as a TV network whore, sweeps! <laughs> <laughs> I tell the jokes because I need the money. <laughs> no, no. Sweeps are a month-long ratings measurement period. It's when the TV shows pull out all the stops to attract viewers, and we are no different. During sweeps, what happens is the advertisers take an extra close look at the ratings to see what people like. And surprise, surprise, most of the time, people like the same stuff during sweeps that they like the rest of the year. They like CSI, they like pro sports, and they like American Idol. What they really want to do is get a show that combines all three. What you do is you take the losers of American Idol and you strangle them with jock straps. <laughs> See, already? Oh, that sounds something like I would watch. <laughs> Maybe we could strangle the damn judges as well and be done with it. Anyway, here in TV world, we get ourselves all gussied up for sweeps, you know. Uh, that's why during sweeps, you always see the crossover episodes of the popular shows. You know, the one where David Caruso goes from CSI Miami to CSI New York. You know, it's great. But now, uh, <laughs> smells like urine. <laughs> smells like urine are a lot of trouble. Buddy. Wait a minute, did you just pun on the word urine? Yes, I did. Imaginary side bick. Side bick? Yeah. I have a side bick. It's like a side kick, except you can use it to write with and shave. Anyway, all that, the audience testing starts long before a TV show gets on there. What happens is the networks play a pilot episode to a bunch of people. Uh, now, I, I, know what you, I know what you're thinking. Craig, how does the network ensure that the testees in these tests, the testees, <laughs> Network ensure that the testees. How do we ensure that the people that they're testing are intelligent, thoughtful viewers? That they are representative of America's great diverse population. Well, it's very simple, and I'm not kidding you. What they do is they do all of the, a lot of the testing. Most of the testing is done in Las Vegas. <laughs> Because Las Vegas has everything. Casinos, fine restaurants, amazing spas, the hottest strippers this side of Bangkok. But how, how do they lure people of Las Vegas into a room to watch crappy TV shows on a tiny little TV? It's easy. What they do is they, they put a little sign out, I'm not kidding, a little sign that they write on a, using a pen. They write, watch free TV. And people follow it in. That's true. What you see on TV was chosen by people who found themselves in Las Vegas with nothing better than to do to follow a little sign that says watch free TV. These are the people. Wait now. These are the people who have lost all their money, don't like strippers or all-you-can-eat buffets, and they aren't smart enough to watch this spectacular free shows going on constantly in the strip where they've got fireworks and volcanoes and men dressed as pirates and boobies on a Friday and Saturday night. To watch free TV, a lunatic. That's how. So when you, so when you find out, oh come on, who comes up with these TV programs? I'll tell you, lunatics. 
Of course, when CBS does it, it all turns out great, actually. Um... <laughs> we have to take a commercial break now for sweeps. Now stay watching, because this is the important part of the show. All right, we'll be right back. <laughs> well, there you go, kids. <laughs> oh, well, let's see here. Let's, uh, I need to check something out here. So hang on here for a minute. I'll be right back. Welcome back to Dr. Anonymous Show, live on Blog Talk Radio, and uh, we'll talk about some other news stories here. Uh, so, uh, you know, are you like me? Are you, are you trapped in this uh, snowstorm here <laughs> today? This is uh, this is crazy stuff. It's crazy stuff. We got uh, got a foot and a half of snow here, and I know other parts of the country got uh, other stuff going. Um, but uh, here is a, a news story here from our friends at the Associated Press. If I can find my news clip here, and we'll play this. Here we go. It's a monster of a storm. We're going to be uh, right up against uh, the most snow that this city uh, has ever seen. A snowstorm that could bury the nation's capital. It's the end of the world. <laughs> well, not yet. The massive snowstorm that sent residents in and around Washington scurrying to hardware stores and supermarkets arrived around midday Friday. However, what was falling wasn't sticking, at least at first, but 30 inches of snow is predicted for some parts of the region. And officials are taking every precaution, parking snow plows under overpasses and filling up trucks with sand. We need the big trucks to be able to go all the way to the curb uh, to be able to plow um, on these uh, routes that are so important for rush hour, for buses, for emergency vehicles. People on the road, though, weren't looking to stop unless it was at a hardware store or to get food. Yes, there's been a lot of people, especially last night. It was very busy. Um, milk, bread, meats, and probably junk food. Of course, those supplies didn't last long. I mean, right now, like I said, we have no snowblowers, we have no snow shovels, but they are en route on their way. It's also too late for those trying to flee. Airlines started canceling flights earlier in the day. Well, I actually changed my flight because the one to Philly just keeps being uh, canceled, so I just changed. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going back home. The snow is expected to fall through Saturday night. Strong winds may create whiteout conditions, meaning for now, the worst is still to come. Diane Kepley, the Associated Press. Yeah, it's also been interesting uh, seeing all over uh, Facebook and uh, Flickr today, uh, people who uh, <laughs> just put uh, uh, pictures of uh, what, uh, oh man, yeah, pictures of, of their outside uh, 
what is going on outside there. So it's uh, it's crazy. It's nuts. <laughs> oh man. Well, let's see here. Uh, what else? Uh, what else we got going on here? Oh, so here's a here's an interesting news story here. Uh, wow. Gotta love these people in the chat room, man. This is uh, this is really uh, really good stuff. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, you, you know, I've really made it here on Block Talk Radio when uh, when I get uh, when I get the scammers, when I get the uh, the haters. So, uh, got gotta love them. We love them. But here's a story here from the Associated Press. Here's a uh, this is from five of February. <laughs> You're gonna like this. <laughs> uh, it's called. Uh, uh, it's called Pot Smoker Accused of Trying to Bribe Urine Tester from Grand Junction, Colorado. A pot-smoking parolee in Colorado faces criminal charges for allegedly offering a cash bribe to try to pass a drug test. Police said the 34-year-old man tried January 3 to bribe a state worker to allow him uh, to give him use uh, of a device called a Wizenator to pass a drug test he had to take while on parole. <laughs> the man allegedly uh, said he had a, a medical marijuana card. <laughs> the officials couldn't confirm whether that was true. Local Colorado, uh, Colorado medical marijuana law allows convicted criminals to get cards, but those on parole still must pass drug tests. State lawmakers are currently weighing a new marijuana rules that would prevent people on parole from having the cards. Uh, Prosecutors said the man offered a state worker uh, $300 after the worker found him with the Wizenator, a device of tubing and heater packs attached to a prosthetic Prosthetic junk <laughs> sold to cheap drug tests. <laughs> uh, an arrest warrant affidavit reported by the Grand Junction Daily Sentinel Thursday said a caseworker became suspicious about the urine sample after he tried to block the worker's view while he was providing his sample. <laughs> When asked to raise his shirt and lower his pants, the man was seen wearing the Wizenator and allegedly offered the state worker $300 and $500 to throw away the device. The worker refused. The caseworker took the device and the man left. That same day, the man called the state patrol officials and said that he was panicked after the uh, smoking marijuana on New Year's Day. The anniversary after his death said he was very having a very hard time dealing with it. The man now faces felony bribery charges of being held in the Mesa County Jail. He won on parole. He, he was on parole for a 2007 menacing conviction. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, this is uh, this is uh, good stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I, I have some people on on my switchboard here but uh, they're all kind of skype callers so i'm not going to pick those up i'm sorry about that and uh because they're going to be uh probably going to be very fun people 
<laughs> but are you like me? Are you, uh, are you excited about the Super Bowl? Here's a here's a story about some Super Bowl ads that are could be going on uh, tomorrow. For many Americans, watching the Super Bowl isn't about the game; it's about the ads. And like most years, advertisers are going for the funny bone. <laughs> Another billionaire is broke. C. Montgomery Burns has lost his entire fortune, estimated at three billion. With the economy weighing heavy on many Americans, advertisers are hoping that a good laugh will help them connect with consumers. Companies just have to sort of appeal to the consumer in a, in a light-hearted way, and, and certainly brands uh, have done that over the years. So, yeah, sorry about last night. Targeting emotions and aiming for a grin could help advertisers pry open consumer wallets. And they're going to be pitching any type of uh, low-priced items like Vizio LCD TV screens, uh, Kia's got their new Sorento, uh, that's kind of a budget-priced car, Denny's going to be giving away free Grand Slams using chickens to humorously tell people about that. And so it's all a bid to get people to feel comfortable with spending money, but not too much, again. Tickling people's emotions doesn't come cheap. The average cost for a 30-second spot is approaching $3 million. We we are slightly lower than last year. Certainly last year was a little bit more expensive. But um, again, the uh, sort of environment that we're in is uh, dictated to it. It's a bit of a cheaper ad. If if If... $3 million can be cheaper. And as our Bush certainly isn't holding back, shine. the brewer has booked Even five minutes of ads which feature everything from quirky voice tricks to a man who builds a house out of Bud Light cans. This is awesome. Whoa. Who knew you were so environmentally responsible? <laughs> yeah. It's not all about laughs. By tying in bits of nostalgia with familiar products, consumers could walk away from the game with better brand awareness. Diane Kepley, The Associated Press. Ah, that's kind of wild stuff. Uh, Enrico, what, what do you think about that, man? Well, I, 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 we're down here in Texas, and uh, I just wanted to see what all this snowed-in stuff was about, because uh, I don't know what that is. Really? You don't know what that is? Dang. No. No. Hey, uh, hey! thanks for hanging on, because I had about five trolls on my hold line, and they were all using Skype, so, uh, you know, they all went away now, so, uh, so What's you're up the man. What's that? When, when did that happen? Like, well, they, they, mean, they, uh, they, they were in the, in the, you know, in the queue, and they said, yeah, i got to get out of here. Huh. But you said it on the air, so, you know, you scared them away. That's you right. You showed them who yeah. was boss. You showed them who was boss That's, right there. That's right. That's right. Hey, how you doing there, man? It's been a while, you know. I know you've been kind of ducking and weaving, you know, uh, on the show here and on Twitter. Uh, you know, what's uh, what's going on? Fly like a butterfly, sting like a bee, baby. You're um, the man. Just... <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good. Uh, everything's fine. I just, uh, you know, this is a chilling Saturday show. I thought I'd call it and say hello. Um, kind of uh, informally uh, just sort of uh, – you know, you 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 took a little break. Uh, I took a little break, and uh, you know, just uh, seeing what's up. Hey, what's the best way? See, you you have a radio show, and I don't. So you have you can just tell everybody, hey, I'll be back. You know, tune in. So when you've been gone a long time, I mean, is it? Do you do a big blog post? Do you just like put? See, you need to help me out with Facebook. See, because I I don't I don't get it. I I don't understand. There's like status updates. 
and there's like a news feed, and people post things on Facebook. They're like posts, but they're not their blog posts, or they cross-post. So I don't know. I'm all confused. I'm all confused now, too, because, you know, you know back in the day, you know, 2006, uh, it, there was only the blog. You know, and people went on there, and people know you were to comment there. You know, now there's so many ways to comment on Twitter, on Facebook, on this or that, or your blog. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I think if we just uh, if we just hold a press conference here on this show sometime, you can kind of update us how you've been doing. You know, uh, show us all those pictures because we know you have pictures up. You know. The thing, you know, that we're not well, supposed to talk the about. Well, the FBI has to give me my computer back, and then I can share the pictures. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, I think that's what it is. I, I think if you make uh, regular appearances on this show, uh, then uh, well, maybe that wouldn't be a good idea. Maybe a blog post. I'm not sure. Yes. Well, no. We see that that's the whole thing is that I have my old blog which I need to to close out, and there's going to be stuff there. And I have the new blog which is I actually have content on it, but I'm like one of these people that I want everything to be perfect, and it's dumb, you know, because everything's a work in progress. But I just want to get to a better place, and then people are going to go, "Oh wow, it was here the whole time. I didn't even know." Um, so I'm not going to say anything more about it because all I'll do is just build up a bunch of you know, expectation, and I, and I know I'm going to disappoint everybody, so I, I, I don't want to do that. Oh, man. So, uh, See, I, I, am, I, I am not your uh, social media consultant. I'm pretty bad at that, so, well, because I'm, like, uh, you know, everywhere, so I, I don't know. Well, well, you're well, not what I can do is... You have a radio show, an internet radio show. You have a blog. You have a Twitter account. You have a Facebook account. You go on the frickin' local TV affiliates and do your little... Ask the expert promo. Oh, but I'm not a social media person. I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, you know. Now, come on. You're, you're too modest. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know. So, uh, so anytime, you know. Uh, well, it's, I'm too spread out. That's the thing. But uh, anytime you want to, uh, you well, know, that's a uh, make a big splash back, back in. Because you know, I'm telling you, Rico. Everybody misses you. We're wondering about you. You know, we're, we're hoping that you're okay. But you know, we we want we want you to come back come back and you know mix things up a little bit, you know. I'm here. I've been here. Cool. I just didn't know I was here. Uh, so, so, so what's uh what's the weather like up there? Snowed in. Oh, eighteen inches. That's all I'm saying. Wow. Wow. Was come on, before, you got something right? better than that. You got to have something better than that. Come <laughs> on. I just jumped off the cliff for you. <laughs> you love them, and I, 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 I said wiffle ball. I still, I still still this. Oh no, jeez, man. Oh. So uh, okay, so let's get serious here. Uh, so mm. Super Bowl. What? What? Uh, so uh, uh, we'll, we'll talk about where Forget. you where you where are you going to be? What are you going to be drinking? And uh, finally, uh, what's your what do you think of the game? Uh I think it would be great if the Saints won, but honestly, I don't give a damn. Uh, I'm not partial to either. You know, I, my, my my everything went away when the Packers lost, and uh, there was a little bit of out for the uh, maybe, maybe there's, you know, Cowboys, although I'm not a big Cowboys fan, but, you know, after it became the Colts, you know, they've already won. So I, I just say just not, you know, they have to earn it, right? I don't want to say give it to the Saints, but 
you know, it's always good to see another team. It would be good for the area, good for New Orleans and whatever. But, you know, and I hate to say this, but there's nothing more annoying than a bunch of people going, who that, who that, who that? Um, <laughs> so, so for that reason alone, I don't want them to win. Because you're going you're gonna to see Katrina's nothing compared to a bunch of drunk Cajuns running around going, who that, who that, and crashing windows. So, um, yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little worried. I'm actually close enough to, to be worried what would happen if they actually won. So uh, where are you going to be? Uh, uh, we're going to be enjoying the game where you'll be home or you'll be out and about. I will be, I will be probably at home. I, 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 I might venture out, but I probably will just stay home and order my pizza and wangs uh, probably like, you know, five hours early and hope it gets there by the game time. Um, your, uh, what, what, what's your wing pick or do you have a variety well, see, here's the problem. You know, it, it doesn't take a lot of effort to make wings. So you just you just fry the stupid things and then, like, you know, throw them in a bowl with something and then put it in the bag. So I don't see why these people make you say, oh, oh no, only one flavor every 10 or 15 or whatever. No, if I want three flavors for 15, give me three flavors. You know, how hard is it to do that? I don't want, you know, 20 of one. You know, so they're just I – don't, I don't like the little wing Nazis telling me I can't have, you know – original and maybe some garlic parmesan i'll mix it up with some you know asian or something no i can't no i have to pick one or two no i want a sampler (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i want one wing i want one wing of every flavor and i want a little toothpick in the wing with a little flag on it telling me exactly which flavor it is so that next time i'll know how which one i want (laughs) uh and so so are the beverages going to be kind of a uh uh, a variety pack as well or Mm, beer and more beer i'll mix it oh there you go nice nice yeah i gotta keep hydrated Uh, after all the all the beer (laughs) (laughs) uh what what about the commercials do do, do you care about the commercials this year or, or not really uh no, not really. Yeah, it's sort of like it's like the way it's it's like what Saturday Night Live has evolved into. It's just you know kind of there. You watch it if it's there. Is that, but, you know, there's is that still on? I don't wow. I, yeah, I just I I guess I guess maybe of all the episodes that I've seen this year, I guess the one where um, Charles Barkley was host may not have been the most um, stimulating. Uh, I, I, that 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 one was terrible. Terrible, terrible, it's terrible. terrible. <laughs> uh, but, I don't know uh, if, you, if, you, if you heard of this. Uh, here's, a, here's an article here, uh, and I know uh, you know the people in the chat room will uh, very much appreciate this. I'll, I'll put the link in there in a little bit. Uh, this is from menshealth.com, uh, America's Drunkest Cities. Have you heard of that? No, but I promise you one of them has got to be up there in your neck of the woods. <laughs> so you're uh, uh, you're in the Houston area. Would that be correct? Uh, yes, that's what my GPS tells me. <laughs> so they are number uh, four. Well, it, it matters because because with this ankle thing they have on me, this RFID, I can't you know I can't leave it. <laughs> so they're number uh, forty-seven on this uh, on this list. I'm here. ashamed. 
I want to at least oh, be like top something. <laughs> but he's gonna say we have a naturally higher tolerance. That's what it comes down right? to. Yeah, you know, right? if you have, and I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm speaking from a totally scientific point of view here. But you know, if you have a, you know, a group of a high, well, we do have a high Asian population actually. But you know, you take a, a population with a with a genetic predisposition to be alcohol intolerant. You know, they're going to be drunker. And if you if you get a bunch of, you know, I don't know, Irish or Germans together, you know, they'll never get drunk. And so. Are, are they really still not a drunk city? You know, is, is it about the quantity they drink or how much they're falling over? <laughs> you know, I, I, well, let's see here. Uh, I don't know what the measurements do. Uh, uh, Random control blind study. What is it? They get a mug of placebo, like Michelob Ultra and Guinness. You know, the, they would they know the difference. <laughs> We we we, uh, we have to recreate this study, I think. Number oh, number no, I meant one. Odul. I meant Odul. Sorry. But yes. the, the number uh, number one is uh, Fresno, California, which I really don't believe at all. Oh come on! I know. Is it a college town? Is there is there a university there? Uh, you know, I don't know. You know, Chicago is eighty five. What's up with That's, that? That's yeah, right. That tells you right there, Rock. Please. Man, uh, number number one hundred, Boston, Massachusetts. Yeah, okay. Oh uh, yeah, I don't believe that. Oh uh, yeah, the home, yeah, Sam Adams Beaners. No. <laughs> I just well not be in Bean Town. Like uh, that's never mind. Yeah. So where's Milwaukee, Wisconsin in this list, by the way? Oh, uh, see, you, you have to do it when I close the window. Thanks a lot, man. Oh. <laughs> All right, let's see. Let me see. Uh, 58. Yeah, number 58. Huh. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Let's see what else it says here. Uh, our classical, or, or classical, our statistical sobriety checkpoint shows that inebriated people have one of the highest death rates from alcoholic liberties. That's not good. <laughs> in fact, Fresno was near the top in every measure of dangerous drinking, including the body count caused by booze-fueled car crashes, the number of arrests made for driving under the influence, the number of people who admit to binge drinking, and the severity of DUI penalties. Wow. That's kind of crazy. So, so they're they're they, they're not only in the number one and for drunkenness, they're also somewhere in the top ten for stupid. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, AP Jonas wants to hear, like, the, uh, hear, the, hear the top ten. Number one, Fresno. Two, Reno. Three, Billings, Montana. Four, Riverside, California. <laughs> uh, five, Austin, Texas. Uh, I believe. St. Louis, yeah. Uh, seven, San Antonio, Texas. Eight, Lubbock, Texas. Nine, Tucson, Arizona. Ten, Bakersfield, California. Eleven, Las Vegas. There you go. <laughs> Bakersfield? Yeah, Bakersfield. You know, come on. Riverside, come on. California town. <laughs> Uh, Texas, I know. Come on. 
<laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know, well, it's 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 odd because you know San Antonio and Austin are only like an hour and change away from each other anyway, so it's just a big bar crawl from one to the other anyway. <laughs> Start at the river walk and just drunken your way to Austin and or go backwards, whichever. So. When talking Ohio, uh, Toledo, Ohio, 22. Yeah, there you go. Shout out to Toledo. Woo-hoo. <laughs> uh, let's see. Columbus was 83. Cleveland was 73. Great. That's a lie. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that. Come one. on. You can't tell me there are more drunks in Toledo than Cleveland. Have you been to Toledo? Come on. No. <laughs> I'm just saying. A bunch of abandoned buildings the last time I saw it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, let's see. we got eight minutes left. Right, we're going to do one more news story, and we'll get out of here. And probably yeah, this is from Australia, from Reuters, from 3 February, because they say the date backwards there. Uh, here's a title. Teenager fights off shark with board. Did you hear about this, man? Mm-mm. A 14-year-old New Zealand girl, <laughs> year old New Zealand girl, has been praised for fighting off a shark with her boogie board after it had bitten her. The shark bit Lydia Ward on the hip as she was standing in waist-deep water on a beach near the southern New Zealand city of the city I can't say, Invercargill. On Monday, the Southland Times newspaper reported. Uh, Ward repeated hit the shark about the head until it let her go, prompting her mother to praise her calm reaction. Here's mom. I couldn't believe the lack of fuss. I wouldn't have been hysterically screaming, but no, there was no screaming. She was just standing there looking a bit shaky. Wow. (laughs) I feel like a girl when I stub my toe. I can't imagine being shaky after being bitten by a shark. Oh, but I like when you do that, man. I'm just saying. And we even that's there's a shark. That's a shark. Uh, I even have an audio clip here. This is this, this is kind of entertaining. This is from our friends at the Associated Press. A New Zealand teenager says she was in waist deep water Monday when she was attacked by a shark. I wasn't quite sure what it was, but I looked towards my brother's face and he was just shocked. So I looked to my side and just saw this massive. And like I wasn't quite sure what it was so and it, I knew it was like right beside me but I didn't actually feel it biting me so I just hit it like with one short sharp hit of the boogie board. It's believed that it was a broad-nosed seven-gill shark which can grow up to 10 feet long. The shark ripped Lydia Ward's wetsuit and penetrated her skin but remarkably she didn't need stitches. It was not hysteric or anything and um, she said, oh, she'd been bitten by a shark. And I was sort of in a bit of disbelief, thinking, oh, she's having this on. But she was actually shaking. And um, when she showed the bite marks on the wetsuit, and it was just like, I just, well, it's really hard to believe. The last shark attack at a ready beach happened 11 years ago. It's rarer than being struck by lightning. That's how rare you are to get attacked by a shark. Ward says she'll stick to swimming in lakes and rivers in the future. Matt Friedman, The Associated Press. So oh, there can you I go, man. Yeah, go can ahead. I say something? You know, you know why she was so calm? Why is that? Because she's taking benzodiazepines or something. The chick is totally on Valium or 
or Xanax or something. She, like, she can't. She, you heard her slurring her words. She was all, I bit by Shaq, and yeah, I hit my boogie board. You know, that's uh, that, she, she, that's she's on talk. something. That's how they talk in New Zealand. That's uh, I don't know. Maybe it's a, it's well, the official you know, uh, language. It's Kiwi. <laughs> <laughs> It's All right, man. I think it's I think it's time to get out of here. Uh, you know, we got we, we got to get ready for the big Annie and Burl live show at the top of the hour here in four minutes. So uh, you know, yes. got to get to get the people ready. You know, so uh, yes. So I Enrico, hey my, man, my... I I appreciate you calling in. You are the man. Thank you, thank you for the invite, and uh, and uh, I'll I'll be stopping by more regularly. You want to? I'll, uh, I'll be listening to Annie and Burl. You want to you want to plug anything before you leave? You know, or you know anything at all? Just uh, you know, just uh, whatever. Just 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 to, just to get you back. You know. Uh no, no. I'll I'll leave that to the professionals for right now. <laughs> oh man. Follow me, Med Piano on Twitter. Med there Piano. you go, man. Med Piano <laughs> on Twitter. All right, man. Hey, the the invitation is always there. I mean, call in. You know, I, I'm sorry I, it took so long to get to you because the trolls were out there. But uh, thank you for hanging I know. on. You know, with a man. That's all right. All right, buddy. Thanks a lot. Take care. All right, I'll see you. Bye bye. All right, kid. So uh, that's it. That's the end of the show here. Thanks a lot for uh, for joining me here. And uh, hey, shout out to all the trolls out there who tried to get in on the chat room and uh, try to call into my line here. <laughs> Uh, get ready at the top of the hour here, kids. It is the uh, Indian Bro Live Show here on Blog Talk Radio. Also at midnight Eastern time is the Auto Box Show. You're going to be having guests, acoustic classic rock group, Reliving Futures. So check them out. Enjoy the Super Bowl tomorrow. to be going out here with this song about Miami. <laughs> Get ready to rock and roll, kids. We'll talk to you later. This is the Dr. Anonymous. You can find me at DrAnonymous.com. Good night, everybody. Woo! <laughs> Miami Sound Machine. Big Will, King of the Hill. Emilio, letting it flow. Ocean Drive, Ocean Drive, keeping it live, right? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, 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 Miami. South Beach, bringing the heat, uh. Can y'all feel that? Can y'all feel that? Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.